And you just got to remember that your self-worth, and this is important because it happened to me, your self-worth is not tied to your insurance production. Amen. It's not. Amen. It's not. We're all created you know, by the good Lord and whatever your stance is on that, but we're all created for, some, for greatness and it has nothing to do with your insurance production. That's just something that we can accomplish here in life that can help us with all our other missions. And as long as you remember that, that the guy that's doing 50 a month is no better of a person than you doing five, they just figured out how to do insurance better. Yeah. Like why, don't take it personal. Look, at the end of the day, if you know how to sell insurance, really the only difference is they're spending more money on marketing than you. They're getting more leads than you. And that's it. If you got the same yeah. amount of leads that they got, you'd probably be closing the same amount of business, but you just need to figure out how to get yourself to that place where you can yeah. spend that kind of money on the lead so that you can have more people to talk to. It's really that simple. But man, It really is. We wanted a way that agents could hone their craft and be a part of a larger community, get the resources they need and information they need to know. We cover relevant topics in the industry that will help you close more sales. We talk to top producers and industry leaders to share knowledge and best practices from around the country. So if you want to make more sales, then listen up because we're dropping gold. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining us on this program. I'm really excited. As you can see who's here, Mr. Josh Lustig, this guy, his claim to fame. He's writing 30 apps a week right now, and everybody wants to know how this man does it. But before we unpack that... We're going to just get to know him a little bit more because I think the front end of it is going to be incredibly important to understand how he can produce those kinds of results. So, Josh, thanks for being on the call with us today. How are you, my friend? Thanks, Eric. It's always good to be uh, with you. You're one of my biggest. I, I really like what you're doing. Uh, you shared some of your stuff with me, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And I'll tell you what, right now you are you are the talk of the town. So we just wrapped up the Medicare con a couple of weeks back and everybody just loved what you were sharing from stage. Uh, you basically were showing them, here's the blueprint of how to write 70% of the time, write a DVH with every med sub you're writing. That's huge, man. That is huge. That's something that I think we've all been trying to achieve. Um, I think right now we, we stick it about 50% of the time, but uh, I want to get to 70. That's, That's awesome. More, you know? Yeah, but that's still awesome. As an average, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful product to add on, and we've figured out a few things in the scripting of it, and it seems to work very, very well, so we're just excited to share it. Yeah, I love that. I know agents love that. The value you brought to the MedicareCon was huge. I'm sure you had a lot of people talking with you after your time on stage, especially after what you shared. That's normally how it works, right? You share something, and they're just, they want to come up, and they want to ask a lot more questions, but man, I want to kind of get to how you got to that point though. Uh, you've said it before. A lot of people have probably heard it, how much you've invested in yourself. But I think that it really is important to understand how important the mindset first, right? You have to understand the mindset, how important that is before you start that action step, right? So yeah. you did a lot of that. And I, I want you to kind of unpack that for us, unpack the whole mindset deal and why you felt that was so important to invest so much in that before you started taking this massive action? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back, and I've said this before, but it, it goes back to everyone says, that's pretty cliche, Josh, of you to say, like, oh, it's all in the mindset, and if you can believe it, you can achieve it, and all, and all of that stuff. But I go back to my line, I say, it's cliche for a reason. 
is cliche for a reason that if all the greats are saying it and we've just heard it so many times, why do we ignore it? Just because it's just because you hear it a lot and it's cliche. I think that that's a testament to how true it actually is. And it's those that actually implement that that are going to get the results from it. And so for me, I just started the journey and I go, look, every successful person that I talk to, whether they're a local you know, businessman, a wildly successful public speaker, or you read a you know, billionaire's book, they all talk about the same things, that you know, life responsibility, like you are responsible for your own life. And the good, bad, and, and, the, and the ugly, everything in between is something that you have a little bit of control over in your life especially if we're talking about business, right? Yeah. And it's just very interesting when you start studying these people, how much they talk about, yes, you need processes and systems and the business end and the logistics. Yes, you need all that. But at the end of the day, those that actually rise to the top are the ones that consistently train their brain to think like a successful person. And you have obviously done that, Eric. I've, I've followed your stuff for quite some time. And I just think it's a, a wonderful topic to talk about because not a lot of people are investing a lot of money or time into that Yeah. because it just, it doesn't seem like the immediate thing to do. Like it's not a client on the phone. It's not an email I have to respond to. There's no urgency involved in helping your mindset, but as you know, it's super, super important. So that's kind of my uh, 10,000 foot view of mindset and why I think it's so important. Yeah. I think it. Uh, I always tell people a cool life hack, I guess, is it's really, a lot of times I feel like it's just a, sw- a flip of a switch in your mind mm-hmm. where one of the things that really impacted me strongly was I, was I was actually listening to a real estate investor who said the biggest problem with people getting to the point where they're going to be wealthy is that they continue on through life having a consumer's mindset. Everything yeah. they look at is a cost. It's a bill. It's like, ah, oh, another bill I have to pay for every month, another cost I have to do this. Oh, this program's going to cost this much in order to teach me this or that. He said, but the investor looks at everything so different. They look at that cost of the program and said, okay, if I pay a thousand bucks for this program, but in return, I end up making 5,000 bucks from what I get from that. That is yeah. a good ROI. Yeah. And so they say that about everything. They say, have a, you know, when you look at everything you're doing, you have to look at if I'm putting this money in, how much am I going to get out? And if it exceeds what I put in, it's a good deal. It's good ROI. So have an investor's mindset versus a consumer's mindset. And I think that at your young age, you picked up on that real quick and it's leading to your success. Well, I love what you just said that I've I've heard similar things, but I love the way you just said that, you know, the ROI on that. And a lot of times you can't track some of it, you know, exactly. You're talking about getting a mindset coach and this and that, unless you look back on your year and you go, wow, I just doubled. I wonder if it was just by mistake. No, of course it wasn't. (laughs) It was, you, you invested in that. So like if a program, like you just said, if it costs five grand, you know, I've invested in plenty of those, obviously, you know, 120,000, uh, there's, that's a lot of five and 10 and $40,000 programs. <laughs> and as, as you know, well, Eric, cause I know you are an, a, um, I'm going to use 
anyway, a bad metaphor, but you are a crazy man when it comes to investing in yourself as well. <laughs> and, and I know that that's some, a big piece of your success, but you kind of get addicted to it because every time you spend five grand and it turns into 50, you go, holy cow, that just worked. Yeah. And I'm going to trust my gut the next time and, and invest in the next thing. And I, but I like the idea of a real estate investor mindset. Hey, is this going to make me money or lose me money? And it doesn't really matter what the price tag is. It matters what the investment's actually going to return. So I love that. I love that. I think um, one of the things when people hear how much you invested in yourself, the 120,000, I think a lot of people immediately think, holy crap, this guy invested like, like you, as if you slammed down <laughs> 120 in cash all at once. But that's not the way it works, right? I mean, you're, you're just like you alluded to, you like it's 5,000 here, 2,000 there, 10,000 here. But every time you did that investment, though, you were seeing returns coming back, which is what prompted you to invest again. Am I right? Yes, 100%. And it builds on itself. It's exponential. It's exponential, just like your income is. Most people don't believe income can be exponential. They think, and, and I, I was certainly guilty of this not very long ago, going, I'm going to have a great year and I'm going to improve by 5% which is nothing wrong with that. Like there's also good theories about, you know, 1% a day and all that. But I'm just saying at the same time, in our industry, especially, you can take leaps and bounds, but you do have to start with, with steps. You can't just like, again, overnight say, oh, this program is going to solve everything for me in my whole life. And it's 120,000 I'm in. That's very rare. For me, it was, look, this $5,000 program taught me this piece of marketing. And then I got to go, well, how can I sell better? So you buy this $10,000 coaching program and then that's working so well. And it, you know, exponentially works and you go, huh, well, what about, you know, Eric Fierro's system, right? <laughs> it's uh, not very much you're showing. I cannot believe the value that you give your people for, for what's for the price. It's just unbelievable. I kind of think your, your listeners are going to hate me for this because I'm going to like encourage you to up that price. I'm like, I don't know why you give it away so cheap, um, but I'm certainly in. But you just start getting these programs and, and you just every single one builds on itself and you start to become a marketer. You start to become good at sales and then a sales trainer. And I think that's the evolution of what we're all trying to do in this industry. And um, you certainly have done it well. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think that one of the biggest things that needs to change within the insurance agent is that they have to look at certain costs of doing business as investments. I think a yeah. lot of times when people have to buy leads, you have to buy leads, right? You're you, when you generate your own leads, you're buying leads still. You're still Correct. buying the advertising space on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. But instead of looking at it as like, hey, I have to buy leads. Well, no, you have to invest in those leads because that yeah. investment is going to return you what you make in sales. So I think, again, that, that switch that you flip in your mind is a really big deal, even though it sounds minute to so many people or they may say, nah, it's not that easy. Yeah, it actually is. All I had to do was hear that man tell me that and it changed my life forever. It was just a, a flip of a switch. And I said, you're 100% correct. I am too often thinking of things as a consumer. And now, ever since then, I've always looked at things as an investor and it's just changed my life and it's helped my income grow exponentially as a result. Absolutely. And I always used to tell, so I always ran a program in my mind um, that I wasn't creative. And this goes back all the way, and this is kind of ridiculous to say, um, especially on camera, but hey, we'll be real. <laughs> Do it. Be raw. So I, I had this program in my mind um, back to when I was a kid 
um, that I was not creative for whatever reason. You know, I'm not good at art. I'm not good at music. I'm not good at all that stuff that as a kid, you know, you're learning. And so I had this program that I'm not creative. Well, every time that I have a good idea, that program in my brain would tell me, ah, it's not a good idea. You're not creative. Mm. And that, how, how backwards is that? When I learned that actually I have a lot of great ideas, it just is not in the space of the typical in a box art form that I was thinking of. It's yeah. more in the, you know, Eric is very creative with his automation system. I'm very creative in similar capacities in business, but we all have, and this is off subject, but we all have these programs that we run in our brain telling us who we can be, who we can't be, what we can accomplish, what we're not good at. And it's really been a, a life-changing thing for me to discover what are the good programs I'm running and how can I double down on those? Yes. And what are the negative programs that I'm running and how can I eliminate those? And I would encourage you know, anybody, obviously, that's listening to this, you know, what, what are some programs you're running, some lies that you're telling yourself that maybe you're not even aware of that's preventing you? You know, maybe you got burned on a business deal and now you go, well, I spent $2,000 on this new marketing idea and it failed. And so I'm awful at marketing. Well, everyone, how many times have you spent two grand on something and it, or 500 or 200, Eric, and it yeah. went south in marketing? Yeah, many times. Yeah. And you are an exceptional marketer. Just objectively speaking, you are. And I know you might not admit to that on camera. God forbid Eric says something good about himself in front of that, everyone. But um, he is very, very good at marketing. But we've all had our failures. So for me, it's just getting over yourself and saying, look, there's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. But at the end of the day, I'm going to consistently invest in myself and my business. And you couldn't have said it better. You know, leads are leads. You either buy them or you buy them. <laughs> and you, you, you have to have them. Yeah. Yeah, they're a life source, man. It, it's, um, it is incredible, though, when you think about the, it, it can be a buildup, because everybody can be getting into this game at different stages in their life at different ages in their life. So some people could have probably had a pretty large buildup of negativity that continually was just speaking into their lives, creating, as you mentioned, the negative programs that are now constantly running in their minds. And it's really important to be able to self reflect and say, okay, this person has been toxic in my life. Like they have done nothing but speak yeah. negative or always think down or, or just, even if it's not about you, but just about life in general, that toxicity, that negativity, that bleeds over into you. If you allow that person to surround you constantly, that yeah. can create these programs you're talking about in your mind that could affect you negatively. And then in turn, make you start thinking the same way. You have to be really careful about who you're surrounding yourself with, because that's going to also make a big impact. I love how you call it the programs in your mind the run, because that's exactly what it is, right? It, it's, it's really dangerous if you're not careful. Um, have you had to eliminate people from your life that that have that created that negativity, or at least planted those seeds of negativity? Yeah, now, now, thankfully, I've been very blessed in my life, you know, with uh, I met my parents are amazing. My family is amazing. I know, I know not everyone has that opportunity. And so I've had a lot of good, you know, programs, if we're going to call it that, you know, implanted in my brain from a young age. But I think no matter who you are, there's people, whether they're friends at some point, whether they're coworkers or colleagues, or maybe even employees for some people um, that start to become those negative influences. And so, yes, I have. Um, I, I have had to 
you know, not, it wasn't really anything major, like it was a best friend or a, you know, really close family member. For me, it wasn't that. It was actually just a whole circle that I was a part of that wasn't necessarily, you know, they're not bad people, but they don't have the mindset that I'm trying to adopt. And like you said, Eric, you know, whoever you're hanging out with the most, spending the most time with, you naturally become like them. And so for me, I am obsessed with trying to get around, not trying, actually getting around big time people that are doing bigger, as big or bigger things than me, because then it gets you in the right mindset. You just can't help it when you hang out with Eric Fierro or Justin Brock or Cody Askins, you know, the greats in our industry right now. You can't help it. It rubs off on you and it creates that culture. So I have a question for you, Eric. You've been very successful with like some telesales. Obviously, you have quite a few agents um, in that type of setting. Right? I know you don't do any recruiting or, or downlines. I think I'm safe to say that here. Yeah. But as far as the, the environment that you've created, talk to us about how important that is. I'm sure you've maybe had some bad apples in the past and some great great ones at the same time. Talk to us about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, that, that's 100%. One of the things, especially when you're building teams, you have to be real cognizant of how team members affect other team members. And you have to understand that when somebody is on your team that is bringing that negativity, uh, this person just hung up on me again. Uh, you know, they, they make these, these comments that are just annoying to hear over and over like hey this is the game like this is the game we've chosen to play these are the rules yeah. and if you want to succeed here's the blueprint it's not difficult you know but if you're paying attention and you're seeing that somebody is like that somebody's just bringing this negative attitude to the to the workplace you need to cut that out because it's like a cancer and and whether you yeah. realize it or not like i i noticed that i kept somebody on longer than we should have she was, um, she was pessimistic. She was always complaining out loud, very loudly. Um, and as a result, it would, get, it would grind on the other agents. And the other agents started losing motivation. The other agents didn't want to make as many dials or they were, it was, just, it was affecting production, bottom line. And I remember that I needed, I already made the decision. That's it. I'm done. I'm terminating this person. So it was a, when was it? It was a it was it was a Monday morning that I was going to terminate her. I was going to wait for her to get to the office. Actually, I was going to let her have the rest of the day, and I was going to terminate her at the end of the day. And this was the final week of the month, right? So you you always know the final week of the month. You're pushing, 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 trying to get those numbers up, trying to make sure you're hitting goal. And so I sat down in my office. I was the first one there. And I sat down in my office and I thought to myself why would I wait till the end of the day to terminate her? Like, why won't I give the rest of the team the advantage of having this entire day to produce without this cancer in here? Right. Yep. And so she came in, I let her go and it was immediate. It was like a cloud lifted and yeah. a cloud of darkness lifted. And we had one of our best weeks ever that week. Like the team just came and they just hit it hard wrote business, helped lots of people. And it was just so evident at that moment. Like you hear about it all the time, but when you see that, you're just like, oh my God, this is, there's nothing truer than that. And I think that that's why I always try to tell people, be very careful about who you surround yourself with. And I know there's also, I've run into some agents who it's been difficult because it's their spouse who maybe doesn't believe that they could do something like that. Yeah, that's, that's tough. tough. 
that's yeah, that's tough. really tough. You know, but and even in there, you could still succeed. You just gotta, you know, th- there might be some sacrifice, there might be some grip, but at the end of the day, it's just like, man, sometimes you need to prove it to them, right? That's what I said at eight yeah. percent on the eight percent virtual. That's one of the things that I that I said is like one of the reasons that drove me to want to succeed in this business is I wanted to make the others who didn't believe e-crow. I yep. wanted to make, I wanted to, and I wanted to prove to myself that regardless of my upbringing and where I came from and how little money I had growing up, like I still wanted to prove that I could be somebody who can make a great living in this industry. hundred so, percent. And you've, and you've done it. And that does feel good, right? Like some yeah. negative, some negative pressure, as long as they're not close to you in your life can be really good in the sense that, Hey, I'm going to go prove it wrong. Absolutely. And, and you've done it. I had a similar experience, actually. I won't mention any names, but um, there was a, a pretty – I reached out about a year and a half ago to a, a very large name in the industry, um, and, and they, they turned me away saying I wasn't worth their time. I, they weren't going to teach me. I was trying to convert from a more local model to over the phone, and I just had some questions. I wanted to join their hierarchy, and um, they, they completely – dismissed me, um, not even nicely, very rudely. I tried to, long story short, it was not a good situation. They were just basically saying it wasn't worth their time. And, you know, to me, I, I wanted to prove that like, look, there's a lot of people getting that response out there right now. Like if you're someone right now that reached out to someone and they're like, yeah, you're not worth my time. Use that as some fuel for your fire and go, look, like Eric just said, I'm going to go prove you wrong and you can eat crow. <laughs> I like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to go make it happen. And not that that should be our primary motivator, but it can all, it can help. It can be a little fuel on the fire going, look, I know that I, that I believe in myself and whether they think so or not, doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's on me. What was Cody saying the other day all the time? Uh, if it's going to be, it's up to me or something like that. Yeah, That's it. And I think that's so true. I mean, everyone is going to look at you like you're crazy if you are if you have a billionaire mindset. Everybody, think of every billionaire. Think about what they probably said to one of their relatives when they were starting their billion dollar company in their garage. Do you think people thought they were crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're going to do what? Of course <laughs> they were crazy. But now they're looking back and they're going, oh shoot, maybe I should have invested five grand. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I just love that concept. You think about it. And a lot of it stems back to how we're programmed growing up as people, right? We're programmed to be workers, right? We're programmed yes. not to think as entrepreneurs, but to be employees. And, and, and again, it's not something that I'm trying to say as a, as a negative thing, but it's the truth. It's because, because of some of the limiting beliefs that we're ingrained with growing up through school and through just um, even through, through, through our family, through our family's heritage and, and how they kind of grew up yep. saying, look, Mijo, what you got to do is you just got to make sure you go to work every day, you work hard, you come home, you take care of your family. Like they, they think differently because it's how they were raised, right? Generation. Sure. That's the word I was looking for. Generation. It is. So it's, it's really crazy when you're growing up in a generational environment like that and you're going to be all of a sudden saying, I ain't doing it that way. Yeah. I, I, I want to do it differently. And, and then, yeah, you're going to blow a lot of people's minds and you, maybe not in a good way. They're going to say you're crazy or whatever, because they don't think like you and they, and right. it's not their fault sometimes, but it's their fault if they continue to think that way when they're armed with the knowledge that that's available now. Right. Because 100%, how hard was it for you to find the people that you wanted to link up with to start changing your mindset? Was it hard? 
you know, I guess it, it took a spark, but once, once there was a spark, then, then the fire is lit and, and you, there's endless opportunities. Now, the group that I'm a part of and that you're a part of the network, there's no shortage of opportunity to go out and learn. Right. And I feel like if right now, if you're, if I wasn't in this, you know, network that I have, you know, developed friendships in, if I wasn't a part of that, you just need to find where do you want to be? And it's pretty easy in today's world, honestly, to find something like that. There's endless amounts of Facebook groups, not even industry specific, you know, whatever passion you have. If you, if you like the idea, you hear this podcast and you like the idea of going out and learning more about mindset, find somebody that knows a lot about mindset and say, Hey, what kind of resources and groups are you a part of? And they will have answers for you and plug into that network. And today with technology, it's so easy. I mean, there's a group for everything on Facebook. There's a a thousand dollar coaching program for every single thing on the planet. And they're all good that that I've been a part of. Yeah. I mean, everyone's always like, well, you're just trying to sell me something. You know, these groups, these ads, you guys probably all get targeted on, on Facebook. And I get the same ads, but I buy them all. And they're all, they're all worth it. I I haven't found one yet that I'm like, I'm really disappointed that I spent a thousand dollars on this program and they taught me how they made a million dollars in, you know, one year. I'm really disappointed in that. Yeah. I, I just haven't found it yet. You know, you what know I mean? why though? But you know what it is? It, people, and unfortunately, it's just kind of a side effect of the marketing. But people feel that if they invest that thousand dollars, they should be able to 100% replicate that million dollar business that the guy's promoting. So they're looking at it wrong. They're already setting up themselves for failure. Where you're fantastic is that you buy these things saying, hey, I'm just looking for one good piece of gold. Yes. That's it. Just one. And, and then when you find it, you're, you're content. You're just like, this was worth it because now I can use this. I can make that thousand back. You know, it really is, guys. That's, that's really the difference is that the successful people, they know that they can learn from many others. And they don't expect that if they, if they invest in something that they're going to become a billionaire because of that one investment. I mean, when you're talking about that big money, that takes time. Building that kind of wealth takes time yeah. and you got to be okay with that. But along the way, if you're, if you're practicing the things that Josh practices, like you're, you're well on your way, my friend, you're, you're definitely going to be sitting pretty <laughs> by the time you're in your thirties. Oh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I better be. you will be there's no try there's yeah exactly i just love talking about getting around people you know big time people that are are doing big things there's always something that rubs off on me right every time i go to one of these events every time i get on a on an interview with someone like you eric it's just it, it re it does two things i learn something a and b it just reignites that flame and it's like okay let's go crush this day right there might be some things I don't want to do today, but now I'm like, I'm seeing Eric talk about, you know, motivation that, you know, he does this, this, and this, and I'm going, well, if he's going to do it, well, heck, I better do it. You know, I don't want to fall behind. You know, it's, it's a locking your arms together, like a band of brothers or, you know, a, it's just an analogy and, and going forward together. And I think that that's, if you don't have that in your life, you need to, to find it. I like you that. Know, otherwise it's lonely. So let me ask you a question. <clears throat> and and I again I don't know how your your stance is on this or what it is, but what do you feel? I think sometimes what could happen is that people on these forums and and in the different groups they see 
how well someone is doing. And instead of being, I guess, happy and saying, man, I'm going to work my ass off to do that. They compare themselves to you. They look at where they're at and they look at what you're doing and they compare themselves to you and then they get down on themselves. And instead it, it unmotivates them. It does the opposite effect. What advice would you give to people who do that? Yeah. I, first of all, don't believe everything that you see. I mean, first of all, but you also get those people who are like, well, there's no way you did that much business. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Mo- not everything's true, but a lot of, a lot of stuff is when you, when you start seeing other people promoting stuff. And, and the fact is you need to make sure that, again, it goes back to the mindset. I hate to say it, but it does. If, if your mindset is of scarcity, that there's only so much that you can do, and, and you're really beating yourself up, that has nothing to do with that guy that was successful. The fact is everyone's on a different stair step. I like to think of life as a stair step or any project you're working on. It has 10 stair steps. This is how my brain works. 10 stair steps. Everybody wants to be on the 10th stair step at the top. Everybody wants that. Whether you want to put the effort in or not, everybody wants that result. And, and when we start going, we get really caught up on, I just want to jump to step number eight, where I sit back and I have you know, 2,000 people recruited and I don't ever do anything but sit on the beach and drink margaritas. <laughs> mm. And you know, at step seven or eight or nine or 10, whatever your thought process is. But the fact is, you got to remember that those people, which I know it's a very extreme example, like I don't even want that, right? <laughs> that has nothing to do with my dream. But those people <laughs> had to had to take the the stair one and two and three and four and had to not they had to be smart and maybe there's a couple times where you can skip one step but not very often usually success comes by going one step at a time and realizing that if someone's on step number eight it's just because they took step number seven before you if they're on step seven they just took step number six before you and you just got to remember that your self-worth and this is important because it happened to me your self-worth is not tied to your insurance production. Amen. It's not. Amen. It's not. We are all created you know, by the good Lord and whatever your stance is on that, but we're all created for, some, for greatness and it has nothing to do with your insurance production. That's just something that we can accomplish here in life that can help us with all our other missions. And as long as you remember that, that the guy that's doing 50 a month is no better of a person than you doing five, they just figured out how to do insurance better. Yeah. Like why, don't take it personal. Like they just, Eric Fierro is better at automations than Josh Lustig, period. And I take pride in being good at automation, but you're just better at it. Does that make you a better human? Well, no, <laughs> you might be, but it doesn't, <laughs> that, that fact does not make you a better human than me. It just means you figured that out. I should be inspired to learn the skill and realize that that's just part of life. So I don't know if that answers the question, but for me, it's huge because I was discouraged. And then I went, no, I should be motivated. If they can do it, it means I can too. I just don't have to replicate what they're doing. That totally answers the question because the, here, here's the takeaway I got is that you yourself did struggle with comparing yourself to others. Yes. But your ultimate answer, which to me is probably the best answer I've heard, is that your self-worth is not attached to your insurance production. 100%. Yes. 100% because that's what ends up bringing people down. That's what ends up making it so that they don't want to keep pushing forward is because they're like, God, I don't know how I'll ever do that. I don't know how I'll ever reach those numbers. Look, at the end of the day, if you know how to sell insurance, really the only difference is they're spending more money on marketing than you. They're getting more leads than you. And that's it. 
If you got the same yeah. amount of leads that they got, you'd probably be closing the same amount of business, but you just need to figure out how to get yourself to that place where you can yeah. spend that kind of money on the lead so that you can have more people to talk to. It's really that simple, but man, it really is. And, and then you just level up as you know, you become a better person in the process, right? That's a, that's a prerequisite of, of climbing the ladder, right? Of climbing the stair steps. Yeah. You know, you, I, you become better in the process as a result. I just, I just love how you said that though, because it, it's something that please guys, if you get anything out of this podcast, I want, I think that the, the way you're going to, if you're in a slump, the way you're going to turn that around is that you need to 100% believe what Josh just said, that your self-worth is not tied to your insurance production or even your career, right? Yes. That's not where your self-worth should be tied up in. And if it is, then you need to reevaluate and you need to actually look at what does matter because what if we didn't have an insurance career? Well, your self-worth can't be tied up in that because then, then what, you know? So you have to really reevaluate what's important. Reason I'm even in the insurance career is for my family. You know, yes. I want to provide for them. Why are you in the insurance career, Josh? It's a very similar thing for me. Um, I, I think that it's twofold. It is, it is my family, you know, it, it is providing something. It's creating something for a legacy, but for me, it's, it's also a, a stair stepping into just leveling up every day. So my motivation is actually not monetary. <laughs> my wife actually talks to me about this all the time. She's like, so what's it all worth? You know, what, what's, you know, what, what are you going to do? I have this revenue goal, let's say, right, for two-year revenue goal. And I'm sure almost everybody watching this has a similar revenue goal like in mind. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, well, that's a pretty big number. What, what are you going to do when you get that? And I go, I don't know. Like, I don't even – I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. Like, obviously it's not about the money. It's not. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I'd be like, I'm going to buy a yacht and I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy that. And I, I honestly, it's just not on my brain. I obviously that'd be nice, but that's not the goal. The goal, I, I've narrowed it down to one thing. I just want to level up. That is it. I want to level up and to go to the next level, you have to become somebody better than what you were yesterday. And for me, that's the ultimate that's the ultimate challenge. That's why I'm okay pouring money into me is because, yes, it helped me make immediate money on you know, better advertising strategies and getting better leads and closing more deals and doing more insurance production. That's all great. That's all great. It provides for your family and it leaves a legacy, et cetera. But the real value is who I have to become to, to, to do that. And for me, it's just like – and I know you're a very similar mindset. It's just you're constantly leveling up and someday like that's going to pay off huge in every area, your personal relationships, right? That's why I've spent a lot of money just on that. Just yeah. figuring out how can I be better in relationships? How can I be better in business? How can I be better at marketing? How can I be better at, you know, speaking or things like that? It all, it all helps. Yeah. I think um, it's a cliche again, let's go back to a cliche, but I think what it is is we're just, we're addicted to the journey and not, not the destination. Yeah, you know, because it's it is the part of growing something is the fun part, you know. And, and there will come a time where your bills aren't a concern. You got that. You can take right. care of your bills every month. Your family can eat. You can go out to restaurants. You can have vacations. But if you're really addicted to the journey, you're not done. You're not done once you get to that part. You're just like, man, there's still more building to do. There's still more people to affect. There's still more fun to be had. And I love being able to just chat with people like you who get it, who have yes. that same mentality, who say, man, I'm not even, I'm not 
done because even though I'm already at a place where I have plenty of clients, there's just still more building to do. Like there's still more fun to be had and more leveling up to do. That's, that's definitely, I think the ultimate for, for most entrepreneurs is they just see it as, Hey, we're not going to keep focusing on the money. The money we know, we know in the beginning, you do need the money, right? You need to pay your bills and all that. But I promise you guys, if you stick to it, keep pressing forward, you're going to get to that phase where you're just enjoying the money, but you're more enjoying the fun of building. 100%. And I, I want to ask you a question, Eric, uh, that one of my mentors asked me, and it's kind of a fun little thing, um, just to prove this point that, that most people are not all about the money. So, okay, would you say that the per, a person making 10 million a year, would you say that they have, they can pretty much do whatever they want? You made 10 million a year. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think everyone can agree on that. But his joke is, and this is uh, my mentor, Marshall Silver. He t- I'll give him credit for this. He tells a joke. He says, you show me a guy or a, or a woman making $10 million a year, and I will show you a very, very frustrated billionaire. <laughs> and I think the point behind that is, look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you hit 100000 for the first time this year, you're going to want to level up. It doesn't have any you, – your basic needs are met. If you want to go to, you know, you, you hit 500,000, you're going to want a million. When you hit a million, you're going to want 10. 10 going to want a billion. It's, and it has at a certain point in there somewhere for everyone's different. It's not about the money anymore. It's definitely about leveling up. So anyway, I, I, I beat that horse to death all the time, but I just think it's so important, you know? Yeah, well, I think ultimately they want to, people want to understand how your brain works because they're just like thinking to themselves, you're so young. And how did you figure out the game this quick? And I think, listen, my biggest thing that I've been saying for years, and again, let's do another cliche. They say that a wise person can learn from other people's mistakes. A smart person has to learn from their own mistakes. You're wise in that you're investing to learn from others. And that's how you were able to start leveling up so much quicker than most because you constantly kept investing in yourself to learn from others without having to reinvent the wheel, without having to go through the mud yourself. There's still always going to be some things you have to go through on your own. But I think that that's how people have to understand. Like This is how Josh got to where he's at, is that he understood the value of investing in himself and his education to learn from others so that he can become a beast as quickly as he has. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of it. And a lot of people are going to listen to this and gonna say, okay, that's, that's cool, guys. That's cool. I'm, I'm so happy that you invested 100000 I don't have 100000 Like, I get that too, because I'm, I'm, I'm the same guy now that I was when I had zero, zero dollars, right? So I understand what that looks like. But if, if you have $19.97, you can go buy a book that a billionaire or a multi-six-figure, multi-seven-figure earner has written. They took hundreds of hours out of their life to distill everything that they know into a book. Think about that. Think about it. the billionaire that wrote the book, sat down at a table, probably at four in the morning, every single day for a year. And they wrote this book and they, all of their life wisdom into one book. And you can buy it on Amazon for $19.97. Boom. That, that, that is incredible. You just got to follow it. Because that's what I think in our, in our current, I guess, society, we're so used to the idea of courses, $1,000 courses, $500 courses, whatever. You just smack them in the face with that. You're just like, hey, man, (laughs) you want the original course? It's a book. (laughs) 
That's how yeah. it was done. 19 bucks, buy it and you can be on your way because the same ideas and wisdom are in those books that, that we buy in courses. Like, that was, you, you just smacked the hell out of somebody right now. I guarantee you. <laughs> you just smacked me. I was just like, oh, oh. Yeah, a- thinking. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. You know, he took about 20 years out of his life to study the biggest, most successful businessmen of the time. 20 years just to put a book together. And you can literally buy that anywhere. I think it's free on if you buy a Kindle, it's like free on there. Like greatest book of all time, right? Uh, That's that's all interesting. (laughs) No, that's perfect, man. I think that that's for us because I know we're running, we're running a little close to 45 minutes now. But again, we could keep talking for hours. That's just how we are together. When you get us together, we'll we'll just keep talking. You have to cut this out. it'll, It'll roll for four hours. You have to cut it into like 30 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be a long video editing session, but, but I'll tell you what, guys, that's what we're okay. This, this may not be like, Hey, here's, here's, you know, run this kind of lead and you're going to get this kind of like, it wasn't that kind of podcast. This one was really to hit hard on, in my opinion and in Josh's opinion, the most important factor of any entrepreneur's success. And that is the mindset. There's just no way to get around it. And so if you want to ignore it, or if you don't want to invest the time into really getting that dialed in, then you probably still stay stuck and be unhappy. But if you start to really focus on that and dial in, you're going to be like Josh, all smiles (laughs) all day, because this guy's going places and he knows it. He believes in himself. You need to believe in yourself. I believe in myself. This is really one of the key ingredients to success in any industry. So my brother, thank you so much for being on with us. You want to leave us with any parting words? Hey, thanks, Eric. I really appreciate that. I would say, I would say if I could, I'm, I'm a big proponent of just choose one thing. So if you, if you got to the end here, choose one thing out of this that you're going to implement. Not that you're going to, you know, think about, not that you're going to learn, not that you're going to, not, don't try to do this, actually do it. Take one thing that you took from this and immediately implemented in your life. It could be something we said. More importantly, it's probably just something that you thought about in your own life, personal, business, or otherwise. That's normally, for me, um, the greatest value is listening to something, taking the one thing that either I thought of or they said, and, and just go apply it. And no excuses. Just do it today. I know I got one thing from Eric, and I'll tell him afterwards what it is, but what's the one thing? That's it. I love that. Take that one thing with you, because I, I guess that's, that's going to be your new motto. I think it really should be. Because I, I might, I like it. Yeah, that's what you did. It. That's what you did when we were at the Medicare Con. You talked about the one thing. You just ended with that right now, and I think that it, that is incredibly wise words to live by. So, all right, guys. Thanks, well, I'm gonna have Josh on again in the future because this guy is just a lot of fun to talk to, and we're gonna talk about other subjects. There's so many things we can unpack. So, thanks again, brother, for being on with me today, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Eric. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.